Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. We're brewing a business. Hey, I thought I could smell something good. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the Two Drunk Accountants. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And today we have a very special guest on the podcast. It's an award winner, <laughs> a speaker, a founder of a business, a director of a business. Mm. It's Laura Prail, the director of LEP Digital. Hey guys. Welcome so nice on. to be here. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for being here. We're excited to chat to you today about the journey you've had with your business um, because, yeah, obviously you're doing great. You, you took out an entire awards night a couple of weeks ago, so <laughs> <laughs> we're keen to hear about that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're keen to dive into your journey and, and to see what it's like. And, and hopefully there are some lessons out there that, that people can take away from this, and I'm sure that they will be. Mm. So let's start. <laughs> what were you doing before you started your business? And so what, what's your journey to getting into business? Mm -hmm. Well, I've been working in the digital communications industry now for 15 years. So mm. I spent uh, the good part of my 20s and early 30s in Sydney working for large businesses. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. So uh, I actually started working for the University of Newcastle as a web copywriter. Yeah. So that was my foray into the digital space. And that's mm. really where I got to learn a lot of the technical skills that I apply to my role now mm. as a young person. So yeah, cool. um, as a 21-year-old, I was in diving into the depths of metadata and learning about how to do search strings and oh, wow. um, how to put SEO on websites using HTML and all of this crazy stuff that I never thought mm. that I'd be doing after studying arts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> That's so cool. But absolutely loved it. Um, mm. Didn't think that I was capable of it at, at the first because yep. it just felt very daunting and technical mm. and, yep. and not what I'd, I'd studied, but absolutely loved it and could see how I could apply it um, to business. Mm. So you had a creative background. You did like an I, arts degree? Yeah, I yeah. did. I did. I was a student at school that tried to avoid all of the difficult subjects. So <laughs> I tried to get out of doing maths. <laughs> I didn't want to do advanced English. No, I, I, I come from a very arty family. So my parents okay. are, are artists. So my mum, mum's an artist, um, played nice. the cello when she was young. My dad's a writer. So... Yeah. It was only natural, I think, that I followed in their footsteps. So at school um, and at uni, I studied things like music and, and art uh, and drama and really thought that I was going to be an actress, actually, or oh, an actor really? now, yeah. is that, mm. that's how you say it these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I really like that performing arts mm. side yeah. of it. So, that's cool. Yeah, it's I did not know that about you. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Most people assume, yeah, did, when did a business degree yeah, yeah. or commerce or something, yeah. but no. And I think that's that gives me a little bit of a point of difference. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And an edge. Yeah. 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 Sort of like a creative background yeah. naturally. And then you found your way into digital. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Pretty and cool. I and what I've boiled down to, and I haven't really answered your question very well, which I will get to, but no? what I've boiled down to is businesses lack a lot of the time is the space, time, and, and perhaps even skills for creativity. Yeah. Creativity is a really sought after, um, I guess, medium in life now. Yeah, yeah I yeah. couldn't agree more. I think yeah, so you, true. people might have you know, the skills to work on whatever they're producing or their product or their service, but then that creativity around everything else, like the way you present it, the way that you market it, the way you do everything, mm. uh, is a skill a lot of people lack. 
Exactly. And I feel like having come from an arts mm. background, I'm, I'm really thankful that I, I approached it that way mm. and that I have those skills in the back of my mind. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really cool. Served me. So you're, you're plugging away at University of Newcastle, uh, <laughs> yeah. doing all these things. How, how did that then transition into, you know, I think I could do this myself. Yeah. Mm. So I worked in many different areas of mm. digital marketing. So I moved, moved around a little bit in my 20s, as you do. Mm. So every couple mm. of years, I felt like, you know, I'm, I, I want to grow. I want to take the next step. So mm. I worked in different, different companies to do different aspects. So I did... Um, video production at one company which saw me uh, get to travel to places like the UK and London and and the US to record videos at events so go and talk go and talk to people who are using the products be able to put together the videos for hype reels and so forth Um, I've worked on social media and and social media policies for business as Mm -hmm. well with uh, with government Mm -hmm. I've worked on SEO as I mentioned um, content production as well so working on white papers and blogs so Mm. I felt like having all of these skills that I'd I'd kind of collected over the years of working with Mm. larger businesses I got to, I guess, a unique point in my life where a few things happened. Um, One is that the company I was working at, I didn't feel like I was in love with what I was doing anymore. The company had changed quite a bit. It was a startup. And so it had grown from about 50 people to when I started to about 250 people within a couple of years. So... You know, the the ethics, I think, of the business changed, the vibe Mm -hmm. of it changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my dad was ill as well. So my dad lived over in the States Mm. and I wanted to be able to go see him. So I kind of faced this thing of what do I do? I Mm. can't just take endless leave in in this role. I'm not really loving getting up and and going to the city and doing this anymore. Um, And I met my then now husband at the Mm. time and he had his own business. And I just said to him one day over dinner, you know, I'd love to freelance. I'd love to help small businesses mm. never worked with small businesses before yeah, ever. Right. Oh, yeah. I'd only ever worked mm. with these large <laughs> companies and in most cases global companies and I thought I'd love to give them what I know mm. to help them cool. to, to grow their business but you know how am I going to pay the bills how am I yeah. going to get clients yeah. you know this isn't really realistic mm. um, told my mum she went oh no you've got a great paying job you know, <laughs> oh, no, don't throw that all away <laughs> Um, and sure enough, that was the worst thing yeah. she could have said to you. Yeah. <laughs> you mum. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I'm doing what I want to do. Exactly. People have the best intentions and they want to protect yeah. you. You know, yeah. They don't want to see you fail. So they mm. give you sometimes the wrong advice yeah. um, to, yeah. to not go and follow your dreams. So mm. I guess luckily, um, having met Pete, my now husband, he gave me that strength and motivation and belief in myself that I could actually do it. Cool. Um, and the way that I did it is I simply spoke to people so yeah. I'd started to tell people in my everyday mm. life that I'd come into contact with about my, what my dreams were you know yeah, I was nice. I had an accountant at the time actually and I mm. said to him you know I'd love to do freelancing one day and he said oh I need help freelancing nice. I mean I need help with my mm. writing I need yeah. help with our website mm, visibility cool. and all so accountants forth. do yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not rare <laughs> uh, so I went oh well you know maybe you could be my, my first client <laughs> and then uh, it kind of went from there so I quit my job um, I actually picked up a job at Fitness First as a receptionist <laughs> 
Um, which are actually quite difficult to get uh, yeah, after yeah, you right. have have worked in the industry for yep. so long and you've got a yep. uni degree. It's hard to go actually up to a gym and say, look, I, I know this sounds bizarre, but I'd love to work as a receptionist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of scratch their heads and go, what? Um, but that was great. It meant yeah, that cool. I could I did that part-time. Mm. Yeah, a bit of security yeah, there. Yeah, a bit yeah. of security. Paid, paid mm. the bills. It was nice. quite a physical job. I'd pick mm. up weights and things like that in yeah, my downtime. Cool. Nice. Uh, and it was great. And it meant it didn't distract me from what I was doing yeah. because I could just- right, yeah. Yeah. Mental capacity yeah. was still all there. You were yep. thinking away of things. I love this story so far because yeah. it is so common that we hear something like this. They're, they're working for somebody and it's not really their passion anymore. And they're like, I think I can do something myself, but should I do it? How do I do it? Mm. How do I take that first step? It's so nervous. I'm just going to do it. And then they do it, they dive in and- it's just a process and you just go through it and you work your way through mm. it and you build it from there. Mm. And it's just, there'd be so many people listening to this right now who have done this exact same thing. And yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just or great considering doing, or considering well. doing this that's, thing. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. we like to do this brewing your businesses because yeah. there is a lot of people on this journey. Mm. So um, yeah, but I guess that is, that raises a few memories of other chats we've had too, because not everyone does go get that part-time job no. when they start the business, which is a pretty brave move because, um, like you said, it does feel like a bizarre thing to do. Like you're putting all your eggs in the business basket, but mm. then go and get a part-time job at the same time. Do you feel like that was actually a really good idea in the beginning of the business? or I think it was good for me. It felt like I'm quite a risk-adverse person, naturally. Yeah, okay. yep. I like to do things properly and think about things and take my time. So for me, it was what I needed to be able to focus on the business. I think if I just mm. went completely cold turkey and mm. quit and had no income coming in, I think mm. I'd freak out a little yep. bit yep. Yeah. and I wouldn't give it the time it needed. Because I think a lot of people, yep. they they feel like, oh, I've been running this business for a month and nothing's happening. Yeah. I'm just going to throw in the towel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, a month is a long time. I need income. Mm. So I think that gave me that, as you say, like that nice safety blanket. Mm. Uh, it also meant that I could talk to people at the gym. I, no. I thought, well, this is a good networking opportunity yeah, for me. Cool. There's a, a lot, lot of people of, at the gym. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people at the gym. Mm, uh, awesome. I like people. I like talking mm. to people. And being behind the front desk is actually the best place to be at the gym yeah, because yeah. that's where you get to interact with all of the people coming and going. Mm, definitely. So uh, it's actually one of the best jobs I've ever had. <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed it. And then when I got to the point where I had to leave, I thought, oh, I wonder if I could still do it. <laughs> I thought, no, classic. it's too much. I was ta- ended up taking business calls behind the front desk. You know, I'm quoting on SEO work at, 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 while I'm signing someone up for a membership. Like it just was not working anymore. That's classic. My boss was very understanding about yeah, it as well. Cool. They were very supportive. So. That's good. So did you come up with like a business plan? Did you formally formally do this or, or was it just sort of ad hoc to begin with? Or mm. what, what did that look like? Did you have an idea of what your revenue needed to be or you had milestones or targets or was it just like, I'm going to start working and hope for the best? Or even the types of services you can offer? Or was it just a bit of everything? I've had this question before and Mm. I think for a lot of people, it is important to start a business plan. I think, look, Mm. whatever works for you and whatever you think is the best way to start. Mm. For me, I have a mantra in my business that's begin anywhere. Yeah, cool. You yeah. may not feel ready. You yeah. may not feel like you've ticked off all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main thing is just starting and starting small, just mm-hmm. making small deliberate actions over time. And that yep. is what makes you successful. So for yep, me, perfect. I needed to prove 
I guess, my viability. Is this a business that's going to work? And I could only figure that out by actually doing. Mm. And at the start of building a business, you don't really know what's going to happen. There's a lot of luck. There's a Mm. lot of opportunity that comes up, putting yourself in the right place at the right time. Mm. And a lot uh, for me, I like to to trial and feel my way through it. Mm. Nice. And I think what benefited me is that because I'd already worked in these industries, I felt mm. like I had the technical skill down pat already. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to learn my craft yeah. as I was going. What I was learning is, I guess, how to run a business. Yeah. All of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, how do I put aside tax? How do yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. I laugh now because the first time I accepted money, you know, I wasn't signed up to GST because I wasn't earning enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just got them to deposit it in my normal savings yep. account. That's <laughs> <laughs> just that. a yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any of that no, stuff. The, right? the amount of, yeah. Yeah, the amount of yeah. phone calls or meetings I've had where I'm like, all right, so how do you set your bank accounts up? <laughs> because people yeah. don't think about this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. You, you raise a really interesting point there. Um, I've been reading a book recently called the e-myth it's a pretty classic hmm. business book have you ever read that I one before? no so um interestingly very early in the book he's um posing that there's three personalities in business um there's the technician the manager and the entrepreneur um and so yeah i think you've kind of touched on that right there like a lot of people are coming from that technical background like i can do this i've got mm. all the skills but then there's like a couple of other personalities we need to have in our tool set mm. to be able to actually thrive in business um, yes. Otherwise, we get very good at just like doing stuff over and over, but then we get a team and um, the entrepreneur needs to like create and innovate and the manager needs to control mm. <laughs> and keep things in check. So yeah, how did you go mm. discovering those traits? Because yeah, obviously you did. I mean, you, you, your business has grown and- <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, the sales stuff, funnily enough, I learned quite a bit of the sales stuff at Fitness First, okay, which is interesting because right. I'd never worked in a sales okay. role before. Yeah. And as part of being a receptionist, you also have to sell membership. So I went to got sent down to sales training in Sydney where they taught me all these tips and tricks. And I'm thinking, this is gold. <laughs> and it, it's That's another brilliant. example of mm. don't close your mind off to opportunities. Yeah. Because you can learn something from every job, every exactly. experience in life. You can always learn something. So I learned all of those sales skills. I felt like I was naturally pretty good with people because a lot of my jobs were communications and I had to deal a lot with stakeholders. So even though there were stakeholders within an organization, the same principles apply to owners of a business. So I felt, luckily I felt like I already had those skills. For me, when the business started growing and I had to hire people, learning how to be a manager was the hardest part because as you say, I'd come from a role where I was the technical person. Mm. I was the subject matter expert. I was Mm. working solely a lot of the time autonomously on things. I wasn't overseeing teams. Mm. So that was a big learning curve. How do I let go Mm. of the day-to-day doing and start overseeing and leading, helping other people to succeed? And that's such a you know, uh, people face this all the time because you start a small business and you're the one that does everything. You're doing the work, you're doing everything, everything in the business. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're now managing people who are doing the, the actual work part of it. And you're trying to figure out, all right, well then this is a new skill for me. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and so I'm just going to experiment and hope for the best. Mm. What, what did you do to learn? Did you make big mistakes? Did you seek people's advice? What, what were you doing to help you there? I think I've always been led by how I felt was right to manage people. So mm-hmm. in, I'm not someone that will go read a book about management. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a like a trial by feel. Yeah. Yeah. Do what feels oh. right for my personality type. Mm. 
I've, I've written about this now and I've come to understanding myself better over years of, of training and I've had coaching and mm, so yeah, forth cool. and management. And my style is a very soft style of management. So mm. I'm not someone that will go in and control and, yep. and micromanage and oversee. Mm, mm. I'd prefer to give people the tools they need to be successful and support them and do whatever they need to be successful. Mm. And, and what I've realised is people need different things. Yeah. yeah. People are very complex. Mm. The way that you manage one person will be very different to the way you manage another person. So, so for true. me, it was learning about how do I manage personalities? Yeah. How do I yeah. manage people's different ways of working? And, mm-hmm. and that was challenging yeah. for sure. Because mm. people are different to you. You know, it's yep. something that everyone who manages a team faces is that, yep. um, you know, the way you do something or the way you'd approach something is going to be different to the next person. And mm-hmm. so figuring out, well, how do I communicate to them what I need them to do um, is not an easy task because yeah. basically you're relearning it every time you do it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that hits, hits home for me. Yeah, I can relate to a lot of that. And so do you think you're still doing some technical side of things? Yeah, still still yeah, involved there? There's still a little bit that I jump in from time to time when the, when the team needs me. So mm-hmm. if we've got a lot of workload on, I will jump in. I would say that I've deliberately... As I've as I've grown, hide people that are better than me nice. in certain skill areas because mm. I don't want to be the person that's limiting yeah. <laughs> the business scale and growth. Mm. I'd rather get people in here that are smarter than me and better at their jobs and support them where I can. Um, my strength has always been in writing and in copywriting, so yeah, cool. that's generally what I will do now. If <laughs> if I am going in and and supporting the team, I'll cool. be, it'll be in, from a writing and communication perspective nice. mostly. Mm. I like that you put it that you're supporting the team as well. So it's not like you're. <laughs> That they're supporting you (laughs) as well. Yeah, but I mean, that's a very small distinction to make, but Mm. huge distinction really, because most people are in the way of their own business in in some. Absolutely. I think it's important to be confident in yourself as a leader, but I think Mm. if you let ego get in the way, Mm. it's it's not a healthy thing in a business. I don't think it's a great way to inspire your team and to create a team. If you if you have ego in your business, you're creating a team of individuals mm. who are all out for themselves, which mm. is I don't think is a good yep. way to run a business. Yeah, yeah, totally no, agree. for sure. Um, mm. So, with that in mind, um, do you have or have you developed over time, you know, values or, or things in the business that you're using to then communicate that to everyone? Like, how how did mm. you learn that, or, or what was that process like? Have they changed, evolved? Mm-hmm. I came up with values. Probably a week before I hired my first person. Nice. Because I realised if I'm going to bring them into this team, Mm. I've got to get my act together and be sure and firm about what I stand for and therefore what what I expect from the team as well. So we do have five core values Mm, um, and they really speak to – a lot of them are about ethics and it's about how we treat each other, how Mm. we treat clients. It's about open communication. One of my favourite values, which I actually stole from first. That's great. So good. Great company. Um, (laughs) uh, One of their values is go further. Right. And the way that they – exemplify this is uh, you know when you when you approach a gym the person behind the counter can give you a smile right Mm -hmm. but a go further moment would be like hey Jessica what are you training today 
Nice. I love that. Small little deliberate moments that will take you to go further, build a relationship, make you more memorable, help the person have a great experience. You know, Mm. it could be going through the change rooms and picking up a towel that's on the floor or Mm. closing a locker that someone Mm. could hit their head on. Mm. So that's a big part of our business. How can we go further in every Mm. small moment? It might just be to share a blog topic that we thought might be of interest. Mm, And some people do this. Anyway, right? Yeah, in, in their businesses. Yep. But mm. once you put a value behind it, you're mm. deliberately thinking of those actions when Definitely. you go to work every day. That's um, I like that one. On an unrelated note, I'm changing some of our values too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just going to go look up fitness first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's really cool. That is brilliant. That's, and it's so, it's like a testament to your skill as a leader that you thought of that before your first hire yeah. <laughs> because so yeah. many people don't they you know they that's organized they stumble into it they they get their employees and then they realize oh they're doing things different i need to find a way to communicate yep. this um but you you did that before your first hire which is awesome i think that's that's really great um so what were some of the earliest successes when did you know in your business that hey this is something that i think is going to be okay it's, it's gonna it's gonna work yeah, I think uh, pretty much after the first 12 months and mm. knowing that I was doing it full time by myself. So mm. I, I left the gym after about three or four months. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty quick stint. That is quick, yeah. yeah. So after the first- <laughs> You learned so much in that I three months. I learned so much. I really <laughs> so absorbed good. all I could, but yeah. I also tried to be the best employee I could for that gym as mm. well. So yeah, I felt like yeah. I was leaving them in the good place. Yeah. Um, so I felt like after the first 12 months in the business, I thought, okay, I'm onto something here. I've got regular work. Sometimes I have too much work though and I'm getting a little bit stressed. Mm, yeah. I'm going to have to start getting help. And mm. I was terrified about hiring someone mm. into the business. It's a big step. It is a big mm. step. And you think I've got someone else's lives. Yeah. You know, they've mm. got families mm-hmm. to feed. Yeah. You know, are they going to trust that I'm going to be able to pay them every month? Am I going to be able to pay yeah. them every month? Mm. You know, you have these doubts swirling around. So. Mm. My approach to that was, okay, I'm going to work with contractors first, but local yep. contractors, yep. people mm. that I knew, trust, maybe people that I've worked with before. Mm-hmm. So some of the people that I hired um, was typically to support me with blog writing mm. uh, initially. There were people that I'd worked with before at other roles mm. who had also gone mm-hmm. out as freelancers or had some spare time. Mm. Uh, and that worked well to an extent because mm. I think that you, can, you can't really scale your business with, only contractors in my opinion in my in my industry anyway Mm. because Mm. i feel like you don't have that reliability Mm. and also when you're further away from the subject matter and the client the work's not going to be as good yeah definitely so in content production in marketing the closer you can be to the subject Mm -hmm. matter expert the closer you can understand that business definitely the better the result yeah i guess there's just economies of scale yeah if you don't really have to think too much you just know them Mm. you're going to be able to create way better content yeah speak in their voice understand Mm. their unique exactly challenges Mm. who their who their audience is very uniquely yeah. so uh, I experimented with contractors for probably say about 18 months mm-hmm. and then in 2018 is when I hired my first permanent oh. staff members and I hired two at once oh, oh you just went you dove straight <laughs> wow. in yeah, so I, was that because you were interviewing and you found two yes. good ones oh yeah. there we go yeah. cool I couldn't I couldn't separate and this also goes to I think Look, I probably should have only hired one. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, they love them both. They're both great. 
but I mean, it was probably a lot to take on yeah. to go from mm. zero to, to two people mm. straight away. Yeah. And I think that it just shows that over time, my understanding and maturity about growing the business and mm. hiring people and how to hire mm. has improved. Yeah. Yeah. I think initially it's always like, oh, these, these people seem great. They like me. <laughs> they like what we're doing. Let's yeah. get them in, you know. We've all made those <laughs> mistakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And you just think that by adding more people, mm. you'll get more done. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't necessarily always work that way because then that manager hat starts to kick in. Yep. And people, you know, do funny things or they need to, they need to learn your systems or mm-hmm. your values. Um, and sometimes it can slow you down the more people you have too. Yeah. yeah. And there's a funny dynamic, I think, with three as yeah. well. Like it's yeah. just that sort of, I don't know if you've heard of that triangle theory where it's... No. Uh, it's like the relationship A to B yeah. and B to C. Yeah. And C to, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen some of those things before. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned about it recently. Yeah. And um, I think it's fascinating because then you've okay. got, yeah, you've always got sort of someone on the outer. And I think it's also nice. hard to train two people up at the same time. Yes. Mm. That would be really hard. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Because again, when you're hiring people and it's a new business, you're still doing a bit of trial and error and mm. learning yeah, sure. what's working mm. well, mm. what tasks the best um, for each staff member to do who's mm-hmm. doing what and I think it was a bit of, of, of murky murky waters there yeah. so I think in hindsight I probably should have staggered it a little mm. bit better and been a yeah. bit more prepared well, I guess you know that's one of the living and learning type of things yeah. of running a business and we hired four people in one year Right as we're going into COVID. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> we've, that was heaps good. We've, we've all been overwhelmed by these decisions. Yeah. That was a great move. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you make, look, you make it work and that's, that's, that's part of business, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah. you live with your decisions. You make yeah. the be- best decisions you can at the time and you just mm. make it work. Mm. Whether yeah. that is through innovation, creative thinking, mm. yeah. communication, whatever mm. it may be. Is, is there anything you wish you knew back then that you know now like is there something that you could wish you could go back and go like all right laura calm down uh here's what you should know such a good question um i guess the lucky thing for me is that my husband pete he'd already been running a business for quite some time and so Pete can do it yeah Having him to bounce off ideas yeah, yeah. and to have a sounding board for someone who's been there before, who's been in business, who's also mm. made mistakes. Mm. I felt like I had someone who I could trust that would give me good advice. Yeah, uh, I'm someone that I like to think with others and I like to mm. take time to think. Mm. I'm picking that up, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see you, you think deeply. I do think things. deeply and I, I, I think about people first before the task. So whenever mm. I make a decision, I'm always like, how is that going to impact the people? Mm. How is it going to impact the team? Um, because I very much believe that if you take care of your team first, the work will always come mm, and the success sure. will always come after that if you take care of your people. Mm. And I'm very collaborative mm. as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's I think awesome. um, having that person that you can rely on, but, but also be accountable to. So if, if that person's like, hey, you said you were doing this, now you're thinking this, what's going on? Um, like especially when you're starting the business by yourself, mm-hmm. it's mm. it's like extremely valuable. So if you're out there starting a business, find someone, another business owner yeah. that's starting up, uh, your partner, wh- whoever it is. Um, we like to call them our accountability buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. 50% of business is just showing up. Yeah. yeah. It's just following through True. on doing what you said you were going to do. Mm, absolutely. Very reliable. Yeah. yeah. So to take this on a bit of a different angle, um, getting into business is sometimes about lifestyle as well. I think mm-hmm. that's sort of where you were leading mm-hmm. before with like mm-hmm. your dad in the States. Yep. Um, how have you found your lifestyle 
has changed since you started your business? Initially, I laugh because I wanted a little bit more balance. I wanted a little <laughs> bit more time for my life, yeah. but I didn't realise naively that when you start a business, that is your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, spend your, you spend your evening walks talking about business and plans yeah. and your team. Because yeah. yeah. it's just you. It's yeah. If something needs to be done, you've got to stay up late and do it. Mm-hmm. You've got to spend time on the weekend doing it. You've got to make time to, to it if you want your business to be successful. Yeah. Now, that is not sustainable and I quickly realized that is not how I want to be living and Mm. how to run my business yes you can do it remotely but if you're working remotely and you're just working 24 7 what's the point yeah Yeah, true really Uh, and life is life is for living I'm Mm -hmm. a firm believer that your identity is not just what you do for a job yeah Yeah, for sure it's who you are in your community it's who you are as a person who you Mm. are to your family your friends what you're doing outside of outside of the of your role is just as important so I instituted a four-day work Working week. Nice. Quite early on. Mm. For the whole team? For the whole team. Wow. No one works on a Friday. And cool. now my team members who are four days a week, they get paid an annual salary. Beautiful. And they work nine to five, Monday to Thursday. How so good is we've that? been thinking about something like this as well. So we, we did the same thing for ourselves a couple of years ago and then COVID happened and then that just went out the window because yeah. we were spending every waking hour living in JobKeeper. Um, and <laughs> and anyway, it's behind us now. Yeah. Uh, and so we're just sort of now getting back to that routine and, and trying to figure out well, what does that look like? Um, Tim has been more successful this reason than I am, but that's mm. simply because he's about to have a baby and he's got a million things on. <laughs> yeah, um, that helps. Yeah, yeah, I've got to force myself to do it really mm. at the moment. But but how do you find the whole team? Like, d- are they getting more done in four days simply because they've just they have to get to it? Is that the idea? Is is yes, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. And there's been a lot of studies yeah. that yeah, show definitely. that you are mm. more productive. Lengthening your hours or working longer hours in the week, all it does is change you, chain you to a desk for yeah. longer, yeah. and your output isn't any better. In fact, our brains can only really do three or four hours mm. of really good focus work a day. Well, you're a deep work, yeah. I have I've heard you talk about it. <laughs> I'd love I'd love to learn more about that actually. That's cool. You should read that. That's good. Yeah. It's a sound, yeah. And my again, my husband was a big you know. Have you read the the four hour working <laughs> yeah, Like yeah, that's too far. Yeah. Four hours a week. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yes, team are very productive. Everyone looks forward to having their Fridays mm. off. It means yeah, they nice. can have mm. weekends away if they want to. I get that, yeah. We're also very flexible. So I employ mums in mm. my team yeah, and cool. they really like that balance that they can Beautiful. have time to mm. go to a friend, you know, child's concert on a Friday, for example. What was the decision around everyone having the same day off versus yeah. like staggering it throughout the week? If you stagger it throughout the week, you've mm. always got in the back of your mind, other people are at work and they mm. need me for something. So you've always got <laughs> one eye in your email and you're on. You can't really turn off. It's kind of like when you take leave for a mm. week. You guys probably feel it. You, ca- you take leave, but you think, but everyone's in the office mm-hmm. and what if something comes up? Yeah. Oh, I'll just quickly check my email. Yeah. I'll just quickly. We were yeah. both in Hamilton Island recently for a friend's wedding and yeah, I was doing that for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was walking along the beach on yeah. some yeah, on some work calls with you know, friends, but yeah, they were work calls. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's good. It means that people can have that mental space of no one's going to need me today. It's also easier to communicate to clients because mm. it's nice, clear. No know. one's on a Friday. Mm. Obviously, if something goes wrong, yep. you know, for you know, we we build websites and maintain websites. If a website goes down, we will absolutely respond straight away. We'll be across that. But other than that, Mm, it's marketing. Nothing really Mm. 
you know, mm-hmm. nothing huge goes wrong. It's not like we're heart surgeons and yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I like to say too. I mean, you know, it's there are urgent things, but the world's not going to stop if we can't do something for one day. Yeah. Um, so were you sort of measuring before and after or did you just sort of launch into it? Like it seems, I, yeah, it seems just justified. Into it. Yeah, yeah, okay. it seems justified. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it for myself when yeah. Yeah. I started. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought, look, if I'm, if I'm working really, really hard, mm. Yes, it's for your business and it's for, it's for yourself, I guess, at the end of the day, which is different to working in a business. But I, I felt burnt out where I was mm, before yep. and I didn't want to make those same mistakes. Yep. And I wanted to have time for hobbies. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting because I don't have kids, I felt like, oh, can I really justify this in myself? It's not mm. like I have children or a family to go mm. and look after on, on the weekend. And I thought, no, life yeah. – Life is about living. You've 100%. got hobbies. You've got yeah. everything else is just as valid. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank Speaking you. Speaking <laughs> as someone who doesn't have kids, <laughs> I don't know, Dan. Tim, <laughs> I don't have a kid. You're about to. <laughs> yeah, no, I I can really relate to that, <clears throat> and I appreciate like the thought you went through to choose that one day for the entire team yeah. to be off work. I think that's definitely something that we could think about in our business as well. For sure. And uh, like recently I've gotten really into efficiency and focus since I read Deep Work and the four day week did come up in that mm. book. And I've always been a believer yeah. in that. I, I think there's so much, the waste, so much waste of time at work. I think particularly since COVID, it's been something that people are more open to mm. and supportive of. I think when I was advertising four day working week before COVID, especially to, I guess, younger people who are joining, there was this stigma of, oh, I don't want a part-time job. I want a full-time job. Yeah. I want to tell yeah. people yeah. that I do a Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't matter about the pay. It was just that, that stigma. Yeah, of, right. I don't want to take a part-time job. Mm, interesting. So I think that that's changed a lot. People Definitely. have um, evalu- re-evaluated what's important to them in life and all of a sudden that I think it's having a moment now. Yeah. That idea of taking space for yourself. Mm. It also helps creativity. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Yeah. It gives your brain some space to yeah. separate from mm. the day-to-day and start thinking about new things and new yep. ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, I, I think if, if we were working, you know, six days a week, um, mm. we'd, we'd never come up with the idea of doing a podcast or, or yeah, any of the true, other things that true. we're doing. So I think yeah. you need that space. Well, we're not robots. We're not machines. Yeah. We can't expect yeah. our team to be. So, mm. yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. So when are you going to the three-day work with? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like that there wasn't a no then. It was yeah. like a maybe. <laughs> well, in, interestingly, I've started trialing, probably about, it's only happening about once a month now, but working from home on a Wednesday yeah, cool. and working on the business instead of in the business. No. Yeah. So things like writing articles yeah. that I'm submitting to um, media publications and so Beautiful. forth about the business, about my philosophies, about mm. work. That's something that's important because mm. it's important for um, business development. It's important, I guess, from a PR perspective. But it also gives me a chance to, again, think creatively, mm-hmm. take a moment out of the busy day-to-day of back-to-back meetings yeah. and, and work and actually think about, is there something we could be doing better? Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love Super it. Super important. So something else that I know that you're passionate about is, is um, educating the next group to come along. You know, we were on a panel together months ago now I can't remember it was but but you spoke a lot about that and you spoke a lot about trying to mentor people and help people and I know you do a lot of work so how did that come about and, and tell us a little bit more about that 
Yeah, thank you for thank you for bringing that up. I have always been passionate about education. My mm. parents were teachers, mm. so I owe a lot of where I am today because of the great education I received. And yeah, I went cool. to a public school. Oh, nice. I had a mm. great experience at public school here on the Central Coast. Mm. Went to uni at the University of Newcastle uh, yeah, and nice. went off and and did a masters. And I feel like, especially for young women, where mm. it is still, unfortunately, mm. a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. um, for them to, to break into, especially technical careers, that having that education behind you is so important, not just because of the technical skills that you get out of it, but for confidence, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for network, and mm. for so many, other, so many other reasons. So, And I know that, you know, obviously, being a young woman myself back in the mm-hmm. day, it is really daunting mm. when you come out of university and you're trying to pitch yourself and it's not a necessarily a natural thing for mm. a young woman to go out and go, I'm great, mm. hire me. It's yeah. just sort of not yeah. <laughs> typically yeah. Um, something Makes something sense. that we do. So a lot of uh, young women undersell themselves and yeah. I see a lot of resumes yeah. come through and sometimes even though I'm not going to hire them, I go, let's go have a coffee and I sit with them and I go, look, this you are not representing yourself as well as you can. This mm, is what you need right. to change in your resume That's and awesome. you need to start owning who you are and mm. your skills mm. uh, and sell yourself better. So that's something I'm passionate about. I feel like I can give back now because mm. of um, cool. the success that we've had. I think being a leader is a privilege and if you do have success as a leader, you should take time to give back to others where you can. Mm. I think that's a really mm. important part of it. No, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, inspiring me to do more because, yeah. yeah, you know, we get so caught up running your own things and, and doing your own things that sometimes you forget that, all right, there's, there's other people who might need some of the things I know and some mm. of the support that I have. Definitely. And these people could hire us one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> we have future yeah. bosses, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or clients. Yeah, yeah, look, if the business doesn't go well or, you yeah. know, or they could be yeah. a future client. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's for sure. Bad. So what's the future then for LEP? I I don't know, to be honest. Mm. I, I get asked this, like, what's your goal? And, mm. and we do have goals for the business and obviously we want to keep growing um, sustainably though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to go and get six people on next week and mm. trying, yeah. to, trying to tackle the world. You're yeah. speaking our language. Yeah. 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 I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm all about small, consistent, deliberate actions over time. Mm. And I would like to keep getting subject matter experts onto our team to be able to grow. I'd love oh. to attract larger clients. So mm. we, we've done a lot of work with startups and, and small business over yeah, the years. Nice. Uh, and the natural progression is, can we work on on bigger accounts? Mm. And we've done a few. We've we've worked with some great companies over the years. And we've got a couple couple of companies on our books now. We've recently mm-hmm. started working with a global retail group over in Dubai. Oh wow! And we do work remotely with them, which is something That's we're awesome. really proud of. Yeah. And I think we have the skills now that we can do it. I've got some great people on my team, really senior people with a lot of experience. So we're hungry. Yeah, I cool. think off the back of, you know, being lucky to win some of these great awards, we have mm. so much to offer. So I would that's like awesome. to break in, break into bigger markets and grow for sure. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I think um, it's cool that we've got all, you know, like your business as an example on the Central Coast, um, expanding into the global market. Uh, it's, yeah, it's something that I'm proud of, that there's people like you on the coast and, and obviously leading very, very happy, nice cultures as well. So, um, yeah, 
Good work and keep up, <laughs> keep up what you're doing. It's great. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> yeah. You've got stamp that. of approval. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, look, I think there's a little opportunity in this region. I yeah. think we are really thriving and I think it, you can't just look at the Central Coast. Yes, mm. support the Central Coast, mm. but there's so much more we right. can be doing now. Mm. We're connected. Mm. We've never been so connected. We've got technology. We can really work with anyone. And I think you're going to see a lot of business success mm. come out of the Central Coast in the next couple of years. Yeah, no, it's an exciting time. I'm excited and I'm keen to continue to work with everyone and everyone everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's, it's good. Everyone, everything, all at once. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I've seen that yet. <laughs> Highly recommended. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? Okay. yeah, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll feel like you've dropped acid. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's a bit intense. Yeah, it's, nice. yeah. Mm. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and telling us about your journey and, and what it's been like. I think a lot of people will take a lot from what you've said. Um, as I said before, I know you, you're already inspiring me to, to yeah. rethink a few things so that's that's awesome, that's awesome. Um, we'd love to get you back sometime come on talk about you know a, a topic that might relate to small businesses and well we can always learn more about marketing Dan we'll, we we'll can. talk about, here about how poor we are at marketing <laughs> so yeah. yep, you can come back and teach us what we're doing oh, wrong I think you guys are doing pretty well I'm being <laughs> <Thank> modest <laughs> yeah, well maybe <laughs> We're terrible. You've got the merch. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's the Step one merch <laughs> that we've discussed that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, thank you. Thanks thank so, you much. so much. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you later. <laughs>